2: Hi,
3: welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. I tell it to people every time you listen to this show or watch this show, because I always tell people they talk about gifts, they talk about passion, I always tell you, Leave with your gifts, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My interviews I do on Money Making Conversations is about giving you access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest is Tressa Azarel smallwood She's an award-winning book publisher and movie producer. Tressa is the CEO of Life Changing Books, LCB, and co-founder of Mega Mind Media, LLC. In 2003, after writing her first novel, her very first novel, Tressa, wow! resigned from her teaching tenure in the Maryland School District, fulfill her dream of becoming an entrepreneur. Since then, LCB has published over 162 titles in print and digitally, becoming one of the leading independent publishing companies striving in the literary industry today. Since launching Megamind Media, Tressa has produced several award-winning movies, which have been adapted to uh, to film and TV series for networks such as Viacom, BET Networks, TV1, BET Her, Urban Movie Channel, and more. With such a large volume of content, Tressa has has positioned Megamind Media to become one of the fastest growing film production company from book to film adaptations in America. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm going to call my good friend because, you know, I saw a movie last year. She didn't even know I saw a movie, All In, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with a uh, little mama, and Elise uh, Neal, Tressa, Azarel, Smallwood. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I-, I know about you. I know about you before you knew about me. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so dope! Thank you so much for having me. Uh, as I shared earlier, there's no better place to be on a Monday, money making Monday, talking about money making conversations with you. Thank you so much.
3: I appreciate you. You know, when I it was really interesting because uh, my staff, when they always bring names up to me about people who be interesting guests, because what I try to do, I try to get the guests to tell their story, their journey, because yeah. we all want to be a version of you. I would tell people, don't be Rashawn McDonald, be a version of yourself, a better version yeah. of me, because you because you got to learn from your mistakes and you got to understand why you're successful. Trying to implement yeah. or trying to trying to duplicate me or, or be a, a version yeah. of me can't work. So I, in your intro, it says after your first novel. OK, OK. Now, I have to ask this question. Was it a hit selling novel? Or it was just, hey, Rashawn, I got it out there. I decided to exit.
1: Yeah. So, you know what? It was it was a an unexpected hit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually teaching a year prior to that. Never had any thoughts about writing a novel or going into the book publishing industry. Um, But obviously, that was my fate because I was pregnant. And three months in, I was on recess duty, having all of these issues with pregnancy and ended up going to the doctor thinking that something was wrong. Uh, Something was wrong, but it wasn't detrimental. They said, hey, right now you got to go on bed rest at this very moment for the next six months until you deliver. Mm. So that was life changing for me. I went on bed rest at that very moment. And one of my family members came over and I kept saying, what am I going to do? Six months. I got this little bell here ringing it so my <laughs> husband could bring me some food. I was like, this is not going to work. I'm, I'm too ambitious for this. And she said, you should write a book. That was the start. I literally started listening to some stories um, of some things that were happening at her job. And that was the inspiration to pen my very first novel, A Life to Remember, um, by the time that my daughter was born, um, her name is Bailey. She's 19 years old now. So that tells you how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I published that book after all of the naysayers kept saying, don't publish it on your own. Uh, don't self-publish is it. not the way to go. I didn't listen. I said, I'm going to learn to do it myself uh-huh. and I'm going to do it well. Uh-huh. And I did that. Uh-huh. Um, I published the book in my first two months. I was able to make forty thousand dollars and sold five thousand copies independently, self-publishing, and so it was a huge success. I never went back to work, and I started building my book my book empire from there. Life changing books.
3: Now, is, is your is your book empire tied strictly to your talent, or are you bringing outside writers, or are you out there nurturing other talents under your mega megamind? Uh- Yeah. So
1: definitely I started nurturing other talent Um, instantly. You know, when you are when you're good at something, other people, like you said, they want to emulate that. They want to duplicate it. And so because of my teaching uh, spirit, I said, let me teach others to do what I do. Um, And so by 2005, which was, you know, four years after that happened for me, I had already had about 30 authors under my label, Life Changing Books. Mm -hmm. And Although they were writing books, I was still writing myself. Um, to date, I've written seven books myself, and all of the others are written by outside authors who came to me and wanted to be a part of my team.
3: And your team consists of, because now we're just talking about you, I'm only interviewing you. Okay, when I hear 162 books digitally in the hardback or a paperback. Yeah, me, all me. All, you, you, you're telling me you're a one-woman operation.
1: Well, well, let me say this. Obviously, as you grow, you're able to bring in people who do things better than you. So, for example, I'm not a book editor. I Mm -hmm. go and hire editors to edit Mm -hmm. the books. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, a big marketing firm, but I know how to go and hire the marketing firm to make that happen. So, You know, it's been really, really successful for me, which has really put me in position because of all the content that I own. It put me in position to transition into the movie industry with a company that I created in 2014 called My Media.
3: Okay, cool. I I love this story. We're talking about a person who I have to say that, okay, you became a writer now, but you were it was an educator you know, high school level, elementary school level. So what made this transition? Other than the fact you was in bed for six months, you know, bed rest to your daughter who's 19 years of age right now. What really clicked in your head to say this is a possibility?
1: Well, I feel like I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, Growing up, I watched my grandfather literally have six and seven different jobs. And I didn't understand it back then. We just kept saying, well, what is he doing now? Why is he going here? What is this all about? And he taught me as I was growing up. So it was just something that was just in me that by the time I graduated from college, I knew, okay, my family said I need a college degree, but let me tell you this. I know that I want to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what type of entrepreneur, what industry it was at the moment, And then once I started teaching, I fell in love with helping others. That was big for me. Uh, And so I I do believe that outside of being on bed rest and given that opportunity, I would have gone into entrepreneurship at some point anyway, just because it was always in me. But that was the moment where I said, this is it. This book is successful. It's all about writing and creating content, which is my thing. I love it. I, I can create for days. And so that was my moment, and I just took advantage of it. And I I think a lot of times people get their opportunities, but they don't execute on it. They say, I want to do something, but they don't push forward. And that was something that I was always really waiting for that moment to figure out what it was, what was my passion, what was my gift.
3: I 100%
0: agree
3: with that. I I agree with that.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends,
3: You know, I look at my life, and a lot of people say, "Rashawn, you, you you do a lot of things." Well, first of all, I do what I enjoy doing. Let's go and be real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember when you was defining your dreams. Uh, Steve Harvey and I was in LA, 2000, on the local radio station, ninety-two point three to be defining our dreams. Started making decisions in our life that some people, because a lot of people was wondering why was he doing local radio. When, you know, Bernie was doing the movies, mm-hmm. Cedric was having those Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. And so you have to define your path and stick with your path and then mm-hmm. see if you, have, if you have a plan. And so I have to believe that when you made the decision to walk away, I know $40,000 in two months is a lot. That's that's nice. You know, you start adding that up over a year's period. <laughs> you know, you, you've elevated the tax bracket.
2: But right, still, right.
3: that had to be a plan. What was the plan tied to you leaving your, your, your educational background, because you wanted to be a school teacher. You went to school to be a school teacher.
2: Yeah. You, were,
3: you were teaching and changing and shaping young minds. But then at one point you say, it's about me and what I want to do, too, and how I can change minds this way, too, as well. Correct?
1: Correct. Correct. I think the defining moment for me came with um, my husband saying, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Everybody around me said, now, wait a minute, you just went to school to get a master's in education. (laughs) Just finished. Why are you now leaving this industry and why are you taking this chance? Um, I remember family members saying you got summers off. And I said, no, I'm going to have the rest of my life off Mm -hmm. in a minute. I'm going to really go and do this. But my husband was the one who said, I got you. Let's do it. Um, he did ask me about my strategy. You know, how are you going to do this? Are you personally going to be the one writing the books constantly? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, um, I'm going to duplicate my success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build a publishing house just the same way you see other big publishers out here have been doing. And it's going to be a learning process. So I would say in my very first two years, I made so many mistakes. I right. uh, just, you know, just a lot of mistakes, but I learned from them and I started gaining mentors. And I said, I want to find the people who are shaping these bigger companies, bigger publishing houses right. that let them show me what to do. And by the time I got a couple of contracts with like Borders Books back then and Walden Books, those were big entities that were interested in helping um Female entrepreneurs at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and by the time I got those contracts and being able to walk into those bookstores and seeing my name on the books the, in the in the front window and on the shelves, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I got this now." Right. And so I knew at that point that the strategy worked. But but my husband was the, the key to that with saying, "I, you know, I'm going to support you in this."
3: Cool. I'm talking to Treasure Azrael Smallwood, uh, the creative uh, life changing books as well as uh, Mega Mind Media, and when I when I when I when I listen to you talk, you know, it's always uh, I won't say the word disconnect because it's almost like how, you know, you know, how does this happen? Because, you know, you have Amazon out there. You have borders. They got they got marketing machines. You know, they got advertising dollars. You know, they you know, you you, you can say their name. You know, Megamind doesn't pop into your mind unless you think it's someone some animated movie or something like some superhero or some villain or something like that. That's when you think a mega mind, but how did you believe in yourself so much? You say, you know, some, I, I I can do this for other people, not only myself, but I can do it. Other-. Help me slide into that lane of understanding because of the fact that at the beginning of my show, I always tell people to leave with their gifts and don't let your age friends or family and coworkers. Hey. And that's what you was, was happening in your life co-workers and friends and family say, but, but you you, 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 you went to school for this. I went to school to be a math... My degree is in mathematics and sociology, okay? Whoa, I love it. Okay, so you, you, you're talking to the right person when you're saying, that degree is something I, I love. I brag about it. I put it on my wall. I tell people proudly I have a degree in mathematics, but that doesn't define who I am or what I can be. Now, you're doing the same thing. You went against the grain because even though you're not... Simon and Susie Schuster. Even though you're not Amazon, even though you're not Harper College, what made you believe that Tresha, as a real Smallwood, could do this? Yeah.
1: Well, well, one faith plays a big part of my life. Um, I am always uh, in prayer. Um, obviously, we know that you have to do more than just pray. You got to actually do some work. They're, they're um, right. But that's right. Yeah, that's that's really big for me, and so. You know, I feel like if you map out a strategy, if you really believe in yourself enough, and so people love to say, I, I believe in myself, but right. do you really believe in yourself? Right. When, things, when things start failing, when you are not succeeding, do you give up or do you hang in there? Again, I really always take it back to my childhood. I've watched my grandfather fail, but I watched him still get up and go to the event or to the gig or whatever was happening. Um, and we did a lot of, you know, talking about how do we turn this around? How do we stay in the game? How do we make it work? So I think from me learning that at an early age and then growing up myself and and saying, hey, I want to do this, you know, walking away from your job doesn't mean you get the opportunity To go back to it it doesn't mean you get the opportunity to backtrack at this point. Once I made that commitment to go for it, I was in it. Even when even the years that weren't as great, I was in it. Even when the rejection came, I was in it. And I took and I stayed in it even when I started making my media. My first movie almost took me all the way out. I was like, Lord, why? Why did I get into this business? What is going on here? But I knew I wasn't going to quit. I knew I was going to keep going. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's something where you have to tell yourself, I got this, despite the setbacks, despite the challenges. But you also have to be real with yourself and know that those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think when people try to fool themselves saying, oh, you know, on social media, this person's doing this and this... You know, you'll see me on the red carpet all the time, but you you have no idea what I went through to get there. Right. You know, so I I just I think people need to understand. Don't just say you believe in yourself. You really got to believe in yourself enough to push through it all.
2: Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
3: Hey, Tressa, you know, it's really great when I'm listening to your motivation. And, you know, like I said, in 2020, when I saw your movie All In that you executive produced and you wrote, starring uh, Elise Neal, as well as Lil Mama, the rapper, I was... First of all, you got to have talent on the screen to, to really make the words and the and the plot have any substance. Okay? You, you know, you can you can have all you can have a great book if it's not directed correctly or written correctly, then the translation is nothing. And little mama, if you don't know about her skill set, please join the club. She's very talented. Of course, at L- least Neil is, you know, her role is the played her mama in the movie. And, the, and the little mama had three kids. You just dragging around all over the town and trying to just find her place in life. Oh, your movies, female centric or uh, female focused movies.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Most of them are uh, female focused, but also what's very unique about the movie that you're speaking of all in You know, as an African-American screenwriter, Mm -hmm. you have the ability to change the narrative. Right. So at Megamind, any movie that you see from me, it is going to show African-Americans in a good light. Bottom line. So in the movie All In, (laughs) Lil Mama didn't start off in a good light. Right. She was struggling in the beginning. But by the time you got to the end, what was happening? She was an entrepreneur she opened up her shop Yes,
3: she did,
1: and all was well. Right. Yes. So that was me. I had, I had the, 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 uh, decision-making opportunity as to how I was going to end that film. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that the more content creators that we get out there who have that same mission where like, how are we going to look on screen? You know? And so I, I wrote another movie, um, that was based off of a book from life changing books called the available wife. Um, this movie is actually airing on BET this month. But at, when you watch how these African-American females look, mm-hmm. you're going to say to yourself, oh my goodness, like, who <laughs> did this? Who did this? The moment that you see them, mm-hmm. they have nice, nice careers, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look good. They, they are, everything that they do is going to put you on another level. So we don't have to always put ourselves in movies where we are the underdog, mm-hmm. but that doesn't have to happen, but it starts with who has the pen, mm-hmm. who's do- who's doing the mm-hmm. writing and who's making the decisions. Well,
3: you know, here's the interesting <laughs> thing about it, because we all talk about budgets. Okay. And that, that's, you know, who, you know, cause you're getting some amazing talent and I know your budgets aren't, you know, we're not talking about Will Packer budgets and some of his right, movies, right. but even his movies are are the most profitable movies In 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 Hollywood history is Will Packer movies, so so when you when you start looking at new talent or veteran talent, bringing them to your project, how do you handle the casting?
1: Yeah, so we typically connect with the agents that have either seen our product or know someone who knows us, right? Mm Because it's all always about who you know. In the very beginning, when I produced my very first movie. Nobody knew who we were. So it was very difficult to get get talent. But Mm -hmm. once they saw Secrets, uh, Centers Wanted, some of the movies that I did first, they then said, oh, this is this is a great, you know, uh, a great company to go and work for. I know they're going to be treated well. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to look good on screen. Mm -hmm. And so from there, it has become very easy. So now, for example, I'm casting for a, a new movie as we speak. You know, when when we're being introduced to certain agents, we're just really sending over our reel and saying, hey, here's a new movie that we're doing. Here's the script. And and it's it's much easier now. Um, and our budgets, like you said, we don't have the mega budgets, but at our budget level, talent knows that, oh, we're going to be seen in a good light. And mm-hmm. this is something I want to be a part of.
3: Absolutely. Because uh, now, do, would you would you consider your movies independent productions or how how is that featured?
1: Yeah, we're 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 considered independent filmmakers.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah. Now that's that's the beauty of your industry because of the fact that now when I when I I have to reference All In because that's a movie I saw and I fell in love with your talent, I fell in love with the concept, and it was a feel good story, and it goes back to me. That's why I relate to you a lot, because I wrote sitcoms, Sister, Sister, you know, Jamie Foxx, The Parkers, and it was all about, you know, heavyset women feeling good about themselves. That was The Parkers. Jamie Foxx was an entrepreneurial young man finding himself, and when I went to the series in the last two years, we took him out of the hotel and made him a a business, put him in the professional business world. And then Sister, Sister, there was two twin teenagers coming of age because we took him from high school to college. And I always feel good about that. Now, my whole brand if you look at what we did with Steve Harvey, it was always about uplifting black people. Same thing I'm doing with Stephen A. Smith. So it's about the positive image that you create that we are now getting. Now, you know when you started way back in the early 2000s, you know, wasn't nobody out there wanting black content. Nobody wasn't looking for they us. What wasn't feeling sure us. Know you know, and then you battling with TV One, you battling with Oprah Network, you battling with BET just to try to get a little, little meaty with your stuff. How has the reaction <laughs> been to your brand now that suddenly people want black content? We got the Netflix out there, the Amazon, the Hulus. Onyx, a new network coming out of this tied to the whole Hulu relationship. What is happening with your brand, girl? You got to be feeling good about yourself. You know, your <laughs> faith is paying off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard work pays off, I'm telling you. And so when I think about it, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I always tell people it's a part of staying through it all, like yes. staying the course. Mm-hmm. When when I first did Secrets in 2016, uh, we took it to ABFF. Very first time doing any of this. I remember mm-hmm. being in the movie theater for the screening and actually looking around going, wait a minute, this is real. This is really real now. People Mm -hmm. are in here watching this movie. Mm -hmm. And so God bless me big time because (laughs) right after the screening, I I met someone from BET and they said, hey, you need to meet such and such. They're going to call you next week. And that happened. Um, Got a call from BET the very next week and said, hey, we want to license this movie. So... Staying the course, staying committed. I didn't. I didn't even know that that was going to happen to me. I. I honestly was going there saying, "I'm gonna take a chance on myself. I'm gonna market this film like crazy. See who shows up at my screening. And if nothing happens, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna get it on somebody's network." But it happened very quickly, and from there, the train has not stopped moving.
3: Well, that's a good train. Now that now you have some project coming out on up on BT Her. Tell us about the tell us about the um, the process of Megamind of uh, of taking these books and adapting them for film. You know, we all know you're the brainchild. You know, you are the Megamind. Talk to us about that, Tressa.
1: Yes, yes. So, so obviously, with Megamind, our primary goal is to take the books that are in the book catalog from Mm -hmm. life changing books and Mm -hmm. adapt those into the movies. Mm -hmm. So that's the primary goal. Mm -hmm. However, along the way, when people see that you can produce, um, that you're putting out good content, of course, they're going to tap into you to do projects with them as well. Mm -hmm. So the partnership with BET Her um, with these health initiatives came with um, one of the executives over there, Larissa Bates. Um, She was looking for someone to, Um, partner with them on the health initiative. So they have a series called The Waiting Room, The Couch, and now The Hotline. All of these series um, are projects that highlight health issues or some type of of issue that African-American women face. So for example, The Couch touches on mental health. Uh, the Waiting Room touches on breast cancer awareness. And now The Hotline touches on domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And so this is a series that, um, you know, obviously, you know, BT, her feels really strongly about. And I am actually the producer for, for that series. And so we bring in celebrity directors. We've had Vivica Fox, Mona Scott Young, Victoria Raul, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Uh, the list goes on. But they basically come in, they take us a, 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 a episode and they direct that episode. And the reason why we tapped into uh, celebrities to mm-hmm. do this is because we know when they speak, people listen.
3: Absolutely. So mm-hmm.
1: When you have a Shirley Ralph talking to you about why you should go and get a mammogram early mm-hmm. um, and why she decided to direct a an episode about breast cancer awareness um, so these these short films episodes are very very powerful um, we have a set of them coming out in july for the couch which are the mental health um, series now
3: tressa on the vivica a. fox uh movie that she directed was that shot in the dc area
1: Yes, we shoot all of our movies
3: okay. in D.C. It was so well, funny because I'm going to tell you a little funny story because uh, the, the, one of the locations that she chose was a very good friend of mine that you guys use, Laura Foods. It was her. Oh, oh I love oh, her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, we, uh, so I'm on the phone talking to Laura, and then she walks in, she goes, shot Vivica Fox is in my office directing. It is so funny that you're saying that because I know exactly the project that you're talking about that was recently shot, by the way. It was shot this year.
1: Yeah, and we actually shot two series at uh, Laura's um, facility. We did one (laughs) with Yandy Smith Mm -hmm. and uh, Mona Scott Young. Her film was shot there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, obviously I know Laura just because she's amazing when it comes to money. (laughs) Yes, and. and, and, um, And she talked about you to me before, Rashawn, but I actually did not make the connection until
3: now. Well, good, because so now you know, because of the fact that uh, it was so funny. I said, I gotta ask her, did did Vivica shoot that in D.C.? Because it was recently done, but when I look at these projects and I look at you evolving as a brand, you are a brand now, Tressa. You know, you may have went out on faith, you may have... You know, God told you you need to sit in the bed for six months and get you little <laughs> ring, ring bell. And you wrote a book. Yeah. But you are a brand. What responsibility comes with you being a brand, Tressa, as a real small
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, the responsibility that I take is, number one, I, I said before, I get to control the narrative. Right. right. Because mm-hmm. we are we have a lot of eyeballs on mm-hmm. us now. So mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if I wanted to act crazy, I can't. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there are too many people watching me. Mm -hmm. Um, I take the fact that although I don't teach in the classroom, I'm still an educator Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of young people watching me, following me, wanting to duplicate my success. And so I I don't take that lightly. Um, So responsibility for me is that I, I watch what I do. I make sure that I am pulling other people up and showing them what to do. Um, and I am encouraging people all the time to go for it, um, but go for it with a plan.
3: Right. Right. And then the plan is that, you know, it can't just be just faith. It has to have a plan tied to it. I always tell people you can go out on faith, but somewhere along the line you better have some reason or a budget tied to right. that, 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 that faith. Right. And That's when, right. I, when, when I, when I look at what you're doing, what you're, I got to ask this question because we said, you know, your your books are female centric because uh, people come to me all the time. I You know, I can't get everybody at Simon Schuster or HarperCollins or some of the major labels out there. Do do you how do you how do you, uh, I guess, screen people who want to bring novels or memoirs to your to your uh, your book label, LCB?
1: Yeah, we have a screening process. So pretty much we send all traffic to um TrestaOzarel.com. And from there, people who want to go to casting, they can figure it out. You know, once they get to the site, if they want to, you know, submit a project, it's an easy way for me to streamline everything, all questions straight to that site. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, if I'm doing radio interviews and all these different things, I can't always try to figure out how to help somebody answer each individual question. So we send everybody right there and they can get all the answers that they need in terms of. Um, you know, us looking at projects, whether it's a screenplay, it's a novel, or whatever it
3: is. Okay, cool. So, so if someone, because I'm, I'm gonna send some people your way now, because I, okay, I have no, you, I'm, tell, I'm just telling right now, trust, I have no clue as to what to do, because I'm not familiar with, because Amazon takes a lot of your money, to my understanding, you know, when you do yeah. self publishing, and so when you talk about self publishing, are you going through Amazon? Who, how, how does your self publishing system work for you?
1: Yeah, we still utilize uh, Amazon. It's obviously not the only outlet that mm-hmm. we have, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we use Baker and Taylor, we use Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is just easy for everyone, you Absolutely. know. No, whether I think I'm always in this love-hate relationship with Amazon, right. but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's easy access and because America loves Amazon, they go there for my films, mm-hmm. they go there to, to buy my books. Mm-hmm. Uh, But ultimately, we get a chance to disseminate the information when they come to com. So it's
3: just the easiest way for us. Well, I love it. First of all, let's not just say America, but the world loves Amazon. Oh, my goodness. So when you post, they can be buying your books in Africa, in the Caribbean, in Spain, in Europe, in Russia. Because they're watching my movies over there too, Rashad. They, they, I get
1: DMs all the time. Well, but
3: that's what that, that's what I'm saying is that you are a brand now, and it's, so you know, I know I'm going to continue this conversation because uh, you know you're so enchanting, and from the standpoint of uh, you know I, when I when I when I come across people like you who are naturally talented, you know, it's it's always a next level, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the next level for you. That's why we have to talk more off the air because of the fact that I see gifts in you. I'm not saying you're satisfied. I'll never say that. But what are the next steps? Because you, yeah. you, you know, you, you know, big dollar. You should be some big dollar projects. You know, you, you should be up yeah, there. coming. You know, twenty-five They're million dollar budgets. They throwing around in Netflix and all this stuff. You should be doing those things, and so absolutely, and I'm, and I'm claiming it.
1: I'm claiming it. They, we speaking it into existence.
3: I'm telling some, tell some Tressa. I don't just talk like that just because you know you look good. I'm talking about it because you are good. Okay. <laughs> so, the, you, so you know, if you was ugly, I still got talked away you, because you're good, Gary. You good, all right? <laughs> so, so in the future, let's let's stay in touch and i just yeah. want to share your story on money making conversation about how you made a decision as a elementary high school you had a master's degree in education and you decided you know I'm going to follow my dream and the naysayers was your friends your family your co-workers told you hey girl are you crazy same people told me when i was leaving ibm be a stand of a comic they said you're not gonna be eddie murphy i never told you i wanted to be eddie murphy right i never right. told you i want to be richard Pryor you assuming okay. something. I never, all I want to do is just be Rashawn McDonald. And guess what? That's it's worked right. out for me and it's working out for you. And that's what yeah. money making conversations about, letting people hear these stories of success to let them know if you follow your faith with a plan and a budget, you can win too. But know there's going to be some low roads. Okay. The low roads are going to let you know how to not fall back into the low roads. The high that's roads, right. when they come, let you know how, how what it takes to stay at the high road because that's of the right. fact that your success and And thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, Tressa.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really, really love this conversation.
3: And I'm glad you you was able to put two and two together with Laura Foods. Now you know. know. You show her back go. She was always talking to me about you. (laughs) That's my girl. But again, she's smart. She knows how to handle your money. And she's a hard worker. Again, come back on my show when we need to promote something else. And also just tell your story to my fans who are both audio as well as video for Money Making Conversations. Okay.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day, okay? Also, awesome.
3: If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
2: There's a monumental shift in power at work. Employees are speaking up. Turnover is rising. Salaries are increasing. Hiring is tough. And burnout is real. It's time to unleash growth. It's time to transform your HR from powerless to to Powerful. Join ADP on February the 23rd. Reserve your spot now.
0: Go to gettheplan.adp.com to register for the Work Interrupted Summit.
3: Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for years, he's only
2: said, Only you can prevent wildfires.
3: But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire.
2: So keep the animals safe, especially the cute shirtless one. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.